Welcome to the Gospel in Lagos, the sermon podcast of City Church. City Church is a community of worshippers and mission. We exist to catalyze a gospel-centered movement that renews Lagos spiritually, socially, and culturally. You can find out more about us at www.citychurchlagos.com. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos. Hebrews 13, 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, good morning, church. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, if, we, if we listen attentively to the text that was just read, um, someone, someone tried to preach it one, one time in one place like that. I'm sure maybe not in Nigeria. So as he just finished reading the text, before the pastor started preaching, someone just stood up like home and just said, we don't submit to anybody in this church, oh. we are Baptists. <laughs> like he didn't allow the guy to land. We are Baptists, we don't submit to anybody. So please, oh, please, I beg. <laughs> I'll be saying some things that can be touching some places, but I don't want that kind of, uh, that kind of response. <laughs> yes. So because I actually think that this text is even a setup. Like, why am I the one that is preaching it? First, let me not traveled. <laughs> um, so, but I'm prepared for those kind of people here. Yeah, I have the membership. I have the membership booklet. See, the first commitment for members is here. Let me read it out so that you hear. To joyfully submit to the leadership and direction of the church's elders in a manner that is biblical, not as men pleasers, but as to God. Hebrews 13 17. Sign it. All right. And uh, I know you said I am not a member, and just don't. If you are not a member, just 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 chill, just chill. So for the past three weeks, we've been talking about leadership. So I've been thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not like I'm not like a leader in this church, but I'm not like there are big leaders, L leaders, and there are small L leaders. You grab. So you know, Pastor, I'm preaching about responsible leaders, um, servant leaders. And moral leaders, I'm just thinking, man, all those things that you're saying, am I responsible? Do I respond to my ability in a way that I don't want recognition? Or do I really serve? Am I not looking for this? Am I moral? Am I sure I'm not duplicitous? You know, those kind of stuff. I just, you know, got me pensive, you know, at some point. But as I was, just this last week, as I was preparing, I shall go encourage. They've done for leaders. 
the next three days for followers. <laughs> we are coming for all the followers for the next three weeks. And some of us may have heard that uh, nobody is a follower. All of us are leaders. There is a leader in you. You just have to wake him up. And before he wakes up, <laughs> before that leader wakes up, <laughs> we are going to talk about this followership for three weeks. So there are different points in time eh, in church and in the movement. <laughs> There are different points in time in church and in movement, you know. Yes, you may be leader, leader in some position at some level, but there are still people that will spearhead the movement. There are still people that will lead the committee. There are still people that will lead the unit. There are people that will lead the church. So what are, what are followers meant to do? Some will follow. So today we're looking at the faithful follower. So who is the faithful follower? The book of Hebrews talks about faith a lot. You know, 11, 6, just talk about faith. And when you see faith in Hebrews most times, it means faith as trust in Christ with an implication that actions based on that trust may follow. So in our text that we read today, you see in verse 7, faith in verse 7, faith in verse 7, um, where it says that she may take their faith. So you see that same faith there. So the question before us today is what are these implications? The implications that should follow this trust that we have in Christ, this trust that we won't have in our leaders. So what are these implications for us as followers? Um, for some of us, or for some people, this has implied, you know, at least calling your leaders names, you know, giving them some kind of title, even their wives, G-O, you know, M-O-G, Daddy, Mommy, and people should give me names now, Father in Israel, Mother in Israel, Papa, Mama, yes, Man of God. Um, so, so on campus, you know, this is really, really terrible on campus, it's even worse. On campus, Pop C, Mom C. You people should give me a name. Some of you took food to Pop C's room. <laughs> Fellowship. Give me names. We even tried in this church. Eh? We tried to, I don't know, yes, Ifedayo here. Ifedayo and, um, and IBK at some point. So we tried to call Pastor Femi. You know, we found a very cool name. You know, we didn't like all these popular ones. We tried to call him Spirit Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. Speed about Pastor Femi, I don't know, sometimes I don't really understand Pastor Femi. He said, he said, no, that he doesn't want, but that's, but, but that's Zimsha. <laughs> so is that what it means to be a faithful follower? So we see this, and then we reject it, because we say, oh, that's how it starts. You don't end up being taken advantage of, you end up being used. They tell you, because from there, you know, that's how it gets to the point where you say, go and bring your car. The Lord needs your car. Or, and when they are done with you in some other ways, they tell you, take crest, drink it. <laughs> so we reverse. We reverse without the review mirror of God's word. We reverse without someone telling us, cut your hand, you know, bend it to this side. We reverse. And then we find ourselves fall into a ditch or into a gutter. Our text here today shows us how to faithfully follow our leaders without replacing them with Jesus. Without replacing Jesus with them or ignoring where Jesus has placed them. So I'm going to talk about four footsteps of a faithful follower. Four footsteps of a faithful follower. So the first footstep is remember them. We see this in verse 7. Remember them. You see, this church 
that this writer was writing to, this church had been led by some leaders. You see, remember them that spoke the word of God. You see, this church had been led by some leaders who we are no more. You know, most of them are dead. And when he said remember them, he's asking them to call these leaders to mind. Call them to mind. You know, we are young as a church. We're like three years, so we don't have many leaders that have gone ahead of us in this church, blah, blah, blah. What it means for us is that, because it has implications for us, is to think of our leaders, to make mention of them, to appreciate them, to let them know what it is they are doing, how well or how good they are doing. You see, and when I talk about this appreciation, I'm not talking about, you know, we have a man of God in our midst celebrating, you know, that kind of stuff, like we have to celebrate this man, we have to celebrate this deacon. You know, you see, if not for you in my life, like I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have stayed in Lagos. I remember what he did for when I came to Lagos. You know, when I just started my church, you know, this man, this man, you should stand up and give this man a round of applause. People should, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you, don't honor, you don't honor your leaders. Look, look at him sitting here. Look at the kind of chairs he's using. When I say, when we mean remember here, we're not talking of that kind of celebrate. Because sometimes those kind of celebration can even look, it looks more like what's, the thugs and the was doing in the bus stop. You know how they say, you know, you know this kind of stuff. Should I put my leg down? Shaking, shaking, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> you see, when we talk about this, we're not saying any or twale or I should bring it down. That's not the kind. And these guys never saying, just remember them. He say, remember the people who spoke the word of God to you. Those who spoke the word of God to you. Would it mean that some of these leaders or some people like this will not speak the word of God? Because there are some who do not speak. Or there are some who will twist the word of God. You know, these kind of leaders are those who would twist, who emphasize, who can preach a hundred sermon series from this text. Believe in God and you'll be established. Believe in your prophets and you'll prosper. They can preach hundred sermon series on this topic. They can twist this, this scripture that says, see, if you, if you give a cup of cold water, a cup, just a cup of cold water, see how much more you now give a tank of cold water? <laughs> These are the people who would twist the text of the widow. He said, do my own first. You do more for you, you use the last money you have, the last car you have, the last house you have. You see, because you see, if you don't honor me, it won't come into your life. This is another people he's talking about. He said, remember them who spoke the word of God to you. Not those who emphasize declarations, who emphasize positive confessions and pop psychology. No. In verse 9, he said, when he says remember them, when he goes to verse 9, he said, those who bring about strange teachings. He said, no, no, do not. Do not be swayed by those. That's not what he's talking about. When he says those who spoke the word of God, <coughs> you see, do this, this, these are leaders. These are, you, should, you should remember the people that, that tell you, see, being a Christian, living a Christian life involves bearing disgrace. You see the verse 13, after 7. You see, living a Christian life means that, see, the only, the primary seed and sacrifice you ought to sow is praise to Jesus who has done everything for you. Those who spoke the word of God to you, who tell you from these pulpits, who told you in GC, who tell you via text, encouraging you. You see, that Jesus is far better than making it to Lagos. That's not the most important thing. You see, because the book of Hebrews is all about Jesus is better than everything. Jesus is better than Aaron. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is better than the angels. Jesus is better than the old covenant. Jesus is better than marriage. Jesus is better than ease and comfort. Because these Hebrew guys, 
had believed the gospel, but then because of persecution and tribulation, they were now turning away from the gospel and going back to believing Judaism. He said, no, Jesus is better than every aspect, every tenet of Judaism. So remember the kind of leaders that you have. Appreciate them. Call them to mind that bring these words to you. Those that have preached to you, those that have counseled you, those that have advised you here, those who have sent you an encouraging text via text, those who have called you, those who have comforted you here, men, women, those who have rebuked you, consoled you, provided for you as heads of their units. He said, this is not the kind of approach you should have. He said, no, no, Dami, why, why are you judging? Why are you judging this? Why are you saying, why are you saying these leaders should be remembered or should be praised or should be called to mind? Is that not what they're supposed to do? That's normal. All those ones that are doing like that, they're not, they not following the word. So this part is normal. He said, no, don't act that way. Don't be lax. Don't treat them with levity. Remember them. Appreciate them. So is that enough? Is that enough? You know, talk is cheap, you see, so, so okay, we know that. So that's just the word, because talk is very cheap. People can talk, people can preach, people can even preach the gospel. You say, no, that's not enough. Look at the next full step. The next full step is consider them. Verse 7, consider them. Consider will mean here to look and examine carefully. You see, and this is what you should consider. You say, consider the outcome of their way of life. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Ah, some of us, you know, we misinterpret this and this is our food. So what we're looking for is, and this is not what he's saying. He's not saying that, you say, um, the King Kevin just kind of annoys me. I don't, I don't know. Just comes off. <laughs> Moses, it's not, it's not my kind of person. You're not, you're not like best friend, like, my just leader for many months, why not? I don't know. Faith is just somehow, even their wives. <laughs> he, he knows how to teach, but it's not very, it's not interesting, it's not dynamic. Like I need someone that, like my, I don't know, my former pastor, I, I don't, there's something. There's, I cannot go there, but I would have still love that. <laughs> pastor Femi just knows too much book. Too much book, too much book. It's not, it's not fresh enough. It's not fresh enough. Mm. But I understand. Mm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this outcome of the life is saying, he's saying, no, we're not talking about decisions, our habits that aren't the result of sin. That, that we're talking about decisions that aren't the result of sin or unhealthy habits. But decisions that, that you, you know, these are not things that you say, they are not things that, you know, I know it's not sin, I know it's not unhealthy, I know it's not bad, but you know, these are just things that I will, not, I will not do like that. This is not what I would have done. You know, that's not kind of exam we are talking about. You see, don't, we don't want you to live, with, Pastor Femi has said a lot about this leadership. We don't want leaders that are cheating on their wives. No, leaders should not be cheating on their wives. Leaders should not be engaging in sexual immorality. Leaders should not be drunk. Leaders should have self-control. Leaders should not be violent. She should not be domineering or emotionally, verbally, or psychologically abusive. Yes, she should not be too argumentative. She should also be a person that submits to his own authorities. She should not be arrogant. She should not be undisciplined. Yes. You see, but when we talk about outcome here, 
It means the whole course of their lives, the outcome of the way of their life. It means the whole course of their lives as it lies before us for review and imitation. For review and imitation. You see, those kind of leaders, those kind of terrible leaders, they are immoral, they are irresponsible, they are not leaders. They should not even be there in the first place, or they should be removed. You know, we're not talking about that. We're saying examine the whole course of their lives as it lies before you for review and imitation. So in 1 Corinthians, you will see, is it consider, Paul is telling the church, Corinthians, is it consider how we teach in scripture? Consider their good works and how, how, they, how they behave in integrity, dignity, and sound speech. That is Titus 2. He says you consider, examine carefully, look carefully how they receive the gospel with joy, even in the midst of suffering, how they lead pure lives, how they are example in speech, in conduct, in faith, in purity. Consider that, look at it carefully. He says consider how they work hard. Second Thessalonians 3, consider how they work hard. Consider how they suffer for the sake of the gospel. You know what they've been through. You know, you know what they've set aside. You know what they made their family go through because of the gospel, because of this work. He says you should consider that and look at it, examine carefully. How they advance the gospel, how they care for the welfare of others. Consider, look and examine it carefully. The very things that you appreciate them for, consider. So why does he say so? Why? The third full step. He said to imitate them. He said and imitate their faith. He said some of us, you just want to be, he's not saying that you should do this so that you can be the person that is able to express every critical thought. You know, you want to be the loyal, the loyal um, opposition. You want to be the devil's advocate in church. Inside church, devil's advocate. Are you a daughter of Sefer? No, shouldn't be brother Elimas. See what he's saying here. You see, all those affirmation things, when you look and examine them carefully, you're not supposed to stop there. You're not supposed to just uh, be critical. You're not just supposed to oppose and look for mistakes and error. Look for, oh, is that committing fraud? I didn't, no, no, no. He says you imitate them. Imitate, imitate. All of those texts that I mentioned, you keep seeing the word imitate, 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 imitate over and over again. You know, but what we find in our time and our space and our climate is, Many would not, many would rather imitate, you know, outward, like styles, you know, the way the pastor dresses. They want to wear suits, the same white suits. Or they want to jericho their hair. Or they want to imitate how they speak, the manner of their, manner of their speaking. You see, when we look at someone, when we look at a leader, and all we want to copy is their outward. These unenduring fads of pastimes or their hobbies or their stuff. We need to look at ourselves too. This is not what faithful followers do. You see, for you to imitate your leader as well, for you to imitate your leader as a faithful follower, you would have to get close to them. You can't do this via podcast, you know. If you do, okay, you can imitate voice via podcast. But to imitate their lives, the way the Bible commands, you can't do it far away. You have to come close. You have to be in community. You have to get close to them. And when you get close to them, you begin to see things. It means that you begin to notice, oh, that they are flawed. Oh, oh, you see how their kids behave sometimes. And I say, ah. Oh, you've seen them go angry. Oh, you notice them tell a bad joke. You 
you know, during conversations, when they're counseling, but when, when during, convers but during conversations, during some counseling, you will also notice things like, you know, when they share their weaknesses and how God has helped them overcome or come through this, or how they are struggling through these weaknesses and through these flaws and hoping that the Holy Spirit will walk through them. You see, you will hear this also. And then you'll be saying, hmm, really? When Paul, when the writer says, imitate their faith, that's what he said. He said, imitate their faith. Imitate how they want to persistently, you know, be examples, how they want to live their lives only pure, despite their flaws and despite their weaknesses. Imitate their faith. You see, this, this faith, this faithfulness we're talking about, it means trust and allegiance to Christ, yes? It means trust and allegiance to Christian beliefs and leaving out the implications of our faith. But it also means, in the way Hebrew, the, Hebrews, the Hebrew writer always writes, it also includes perseverance. That your faith is not just something that you have in Christ, but it's a faith that is able to persevere, that's able to endure till the end. This is what we should look out for in our leaders. And imitate. We want to be like them. We should emulate the stability of their faith. And so now we're ready for the next full step. So you remember, you appreciate, you call to mind, you consider, you imitate. What is the fourth? The fourth is to obey and submit. To obey and submit in verse 17. Now move to verse 17. This, this, is, this can be very tough and hard for, for many to obey and to submit. You see, when we say obey, yeah, it means to be persuaded by, to rely on. When you see submit, submit means to yield to. In fact, if you want, this, this is how one song describe it metaphorically. It's, to submit means to make room for someone or something by retiring from a seat. To make room for someone by retiring from a seat. Like showing car and the bubble fine. How many of us thought that the guy shouldn't have left the seat for him? Ah! Now, oh, wow. So, wait. Wait. Wait first. Um, so, so, Dara, now. You will see me inside play. <laughs> and you will see me inside play. I'll be sitting on the window seats. And then you will now come and discover that you're sitting. And you will tell me to stand up. <laughs> All these millennial believers. <laughs> you will not see me, Sha. I only fly business class, confirm. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> I fly business class. <clears throat> so, when you, so this submit and obey. Uh -huh. So this is how people will start doing. Ah, daddy. Uh, <laughs> daddy. I don't know. God has done it too. <laughs> God has done it. Ah, we thank God. So I don't know. Um, what should I buy? Should I buy? Is it Range Rover? I don't. I want to. What do you think is what God want me to do? Should I buy a Range Rover or Benz? Or you should get to. Oh, you want to buy a house? You will call daddy. Oh, you want to buy a car? You will call mommy. Oh, you which job should I take? There are these two jobs. What should I do? You will send like. No, this is not it. Some of you are saying, is this what this submits and obeying is getting to? Which school should I go? What should I study? You know, I did that like I did that before, you know, eventually get to get into school. He told me, you see, um, you should go and study medicine because we've not had any medical doctor in this church. 
So you go and, you know, I think that is what God wanted to do. Who should I marry? No, no, this is not what we are getting to. You see, because leaders, as part of their duty, you see in other scriptures, leaders are meant to equip us to be mature. Because Jesus is the head. Church is not a monarchy. In fact, in city church, what we have is a, is a elder, elder, elder rule. So it means we have plurality of elders so that they can keep one another accountable. And now when we don't have a lot of elders, Pastor Femi is the only elder, but we have a management team and we have leaders who make decisions together with Pastor Femi every year. It's in the membership booklet. But these leaders should also be held accountable. You see, in Acts 17, in Galatians 1, you see the leaders have, the followers, I mean the followers, have a responsibility to hold these leaders accountable. But church is not also a democracy. Jesus is the head of the church. So how, how, do, how does the writer make it clear? See what he use a metaphor. <clears throat> so, you see, today, in, of people that have five houses, even if you don't live in estate, maybe you don't live in estate, even if you live in estate, you'd have, um, you'd have, um, all these guys, what people have now is, all these fresh, what you have is, you have halogen, you know, guys that secure your, your company, halogen, or you have proton, you know, you have Kingsguard, you know, you know, but when, when, when we were growing up, and if you still grow up in those spots, you see, what we had was, instead of Kingsguard, we had Megad, <laughs> Megad, or we had, instead of halogen, we had Olode, Olode, or you have Vigilante, that's what you had. And I'm like now, you know, now these guys will just guard your house from morning to night. Like, man, this, 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 is, this is a life. But then it's just nights. All of them, vigilante, they come only in the night to guard, late in the night. And they guard like maybe five to ten streets, maybe like three or four all of them. Everybody donates me 500 and they guard. But now you have, you have allergen and proton for some people, just their house. Just have one guy, just stay there. For, if, and there's guard at the gate, though. nobody's going to come in. So I prefer this holiday. So you see, this holiday, they go through um, sleepless nights. You know, they come, of course, when the night is usually cold, especially in cold and rainy season, they wear like one, they wear like t-shirt under, they wear another coat, they wear like this jean stuff. They have like plenty more flowers, and they put, they use the muffler to hold the torch here, and they have another big torch. Like, that torch can blind you. So they brave the cold. They, they, they sleep. They like they, they are sleepless throughout the night. They go back in the next morning and go and sleep. You know, they stand, wait for thieves to come. Sometimes they hear a noise around this place. They come to knock your door. Are you guys fine in this place? Is everything well okay? Is everything well okay? I can go on. Can you be by you? Is everything well okay? Or if you are coming in, if well, this is what the allergen and protons when you are coming in, you know they stop you. Who are you? Where you go? Why don't you have a sticker on your on your car? Are you sure you live in this estate? You see, this is what the writer of Hebrews say. He said, you should obey your leaders. You should submit to them because, see what? He said, because they watch over your souls. That's what they're doing. They're watching over your souls. Oh, some of our leaders have endured sleepless nights. They call you at night. You call them at 11 p.m. and they're responding, Pastor, this is going on. Oh, you send a text to them. Or they drive over to your house. They are praying for you. They are preparing sermons so that they can bring the word to you. All through the week. They are telling you don't. You know, the same way the guy is saying, do you have your, what, are you sure you're here? Where's your sticker? They put it, hey, don't miss that step. Don't do that. Do this. You should obey them because they are keeping watch over your souls. Just like May God and King's God. You see, if you don't obey them, if you don't submit to them, 
in that verse 17. He said, it will not be of any advantage to you. He said, how does it mean? He says, beyond when you sin, and then you confess, and you repent, and then leader come, and they rebuke you, you know, they discipline you. That's, that's okay. But it's more. You see, what we ought to do, how we ought to imitate and follow them, how we ought to remember them, how we ought to obey and submit them, we ought to do it in a way that, you know, you're not, you should not be the one who is always complaining. You should not be the one who is always nitpicking in church. You are the one who is always critical. You should not be the person that the leader will be in shop rights. And then we see you say, ah, God, give me grace. <laughs> and then you find the leader and you like, ah, pastor. <laughs> so you used to come to shop rights. No, no, that's not the kind of person you want to be. You should be low maintenance, obeying and submit. Because you should make them to see what the that's the is. He said, you should let them do this with joy and not with groaning. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. Oh Lord, your GC leader should be, oh Lord, I thank you, I thank you for the gift of Festus. I thank you for the gift of, I thank you for the gift of Festus. I thank you for the gift of of, of Tomiwa, what a joy is being to me. You know, in Thessalonians, Paul talked about how that the people are his joy, that is crowned. That is what you should bring. You should make them have joy. They should be joyful when they think of you. When they want to pray about you, you should bring them joy and praise. You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be this, you shouldn't be the other way around where your leaders are saying, hmm, oh God, this guy is like the messenger of Satan. Did you send him to humble me? <laughs> I knew you said it would be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be dummy. <laughs> you see, they will give an account. You see, for these leaders will give an account. That is what we see when they're praying, they're telling, they've, they've started giving the account. When they're praying and they're giving joy and they have joy in their hearts, they're already giving accounts. When they are praying and you don't give them gladness and you make them groan doing your work, they're already giving an account. Although this account won't stop there. You see, they will go on even at the end to give an account. You go will ask. You see, the, the leaders want to lead where they don't do their work because we're talking about these responsible, moral, and servant leaders. You see, these leaders lead where they know. Why do they know? It's because they know that they will give an account at the end because the Lord is going to ask them. He's going to ask, he's going to ask, he's going to ask Olumide as a Jesus leader and say, so why? How come? Why did you not make these people grow in love, grow in wisdom in your GC? He's going to ask Moses, what did you do to encourage, to counsel them? Look at the way they went. They're going to give an account. Moral leaders know. Seven leaders know. So they want to do their most to ensure that they are leading well, that they are leading you appropriately. Obey and submit to them. You see, and if they're going to give an account, it means that you, can, you are free to obey them. You are free to submit them because they are not the last. They are not the boss. They are not the overall head. They will give an account. So that brings me to this. You see, this, this, those times, in sometimes in our, in our streets, when these, when these guys are keeping neighbor, these all of these vigilante and these king guard guys, you know, there have been times when, you know, they live, they've done this, maybe the guy's been tired, he went home the next morning, he couldn't, you know, his family was not right, things were not going well. 
And then, you know, sometimes some people come, some people came late at night and they caught them napping. Nobody came to stop them at the gate. You know, the Olodia was just snoring away, you know, just sleeping away. Sometimes thieves have come into the neighborhood and they've taken a gun from the vigilante and then robbed the neighborhood and they came out. What happened? You say, I did not know. What happened? What happened? You say, ah, things happened. I say, you don't know. Or there have been times when thieves have even come to the neighborhood and the Lord even escaped. Because in the end, it's just a man. Or sometimes when the Lord they have even cooperated or connived with thieves to rob the neighborhood. You see, our leaders can fall. Our leaders can die. Our leaders get weak. But you see what verse 7, verse 8 says? It says, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, our leaders can relocate to the U.S., like Francis. Our leaders can relocate. <laughs> our leaders can relocate to Australia, like Femi Akode. Our leaders can be transferred. Our leaders can backslide. They can renounce the faith. Our leaders can commit suicide. You see, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you look to the constancy of Jesus, you see, the inconsistency of our leaders will not break you, will not make you. You will not break it, it will not hurt you too much that you will renounce the faith, that you will leave the church. It won't make you worship your leaders because you know they are not as constant as Jesus. They should strive to be constant. They should strive to be stable, but sometimes they will fail. Sometimes their kids will not go the way that they want them to go. You see, but when you look to the Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, you have the courage. You have the strength. You see, leaders will hurt you. They will annoy you In, unintentionally. Sometimes intentionally. They will discipline you. It will pain you. You won't understand some of their decisions. But when you look at Jesus, who is the same today, yesterday, and forever, who, is, keeps, who keeps doing the work for you, interceding on your behalf, who was also a follower in a way that the Bible says that he learned obedience. He submitted himself to the will of the Father on the cross. He said, see, not my will, but I, Jesus. He followed God's will. He obeyed, he submitted, he considered the father's faithfulness and he obeyed. So I have a bonus footstep, the fifth. It's in verse 18. It's not part of our text. It's in verse 18. He says something like this You are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. Pray for us. Pray for the leaders. See, we, see, these are the leaders who fear, fear me or Moses or Kemi or Femi. They, 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 they would, they do have the desire. They have the desire as much as we know them, as much as we've checked them, nominated them, ordained them. They have the desire and the clear conscience to live honorably in every way. Pray for them. Pray for them that it will be examples. Pray for them that it will be people that you always want to obey and submit to, to consider, to remember. May God help us. Thank you for listening to the Gospel in Lagos. We pray you've been blessed by this message. To learn more about City Church, visit www.citychurchlagos.com City Church. Love Jesus. Love people. Love Lagos. <laughs>